0: Hello everyone and welcome to Beyond the Noise. My name is Roy. And I'm Nathan. And thank you for joining us. Nathan. What a week it has been. Why? Oh yeah. Tell us about that. Bro yesterday I saw the Penrith
1: Panthers get beaten. (laughs) What are you laughing at? Hey
0: oh nothing just something flew by the window. Yeah. Uh,
1: The Penrith Panthers got beaten in the last minute by the South Rabbitohs. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, that actually did happen. It And uh, I saw her, uh, two minutes left, and then they beat the other team. They did. But they they, they couldn't make the conviction.
0: (laughs) That's right, they couldn't make the conviction at all, which meant that... But they still won, they still won, despite not getting the conviction. Why do you keep repeating conviction? Because it's conversion. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, I mean, what's the difference? After you're converted, you have conviction in your beliefs. I appreciate that you messaged me after the game saying, uh, what a comeback, and... To which I'm, I'm really enjoying the fact that you're into the footy and that we're really bonding over it. Well, bro, I'll do anything to bond with you. Yeah, bro. Yeah, well, and, and hopefully soon enough you'll refer to them as Panthers and not Panthers. But nonetheless, very grateful.
1: Well, I mean, you know, you can't have it all. <laughs> so how does it make you feel? Like, are you a Pan- Panthers supporter or <laughs> did you want them to, like, fail because they've won the last three
0: um, mm, World Cups? No, no, for the, they won the last three Premierships. Um, no, I, I really, really like the Panthers. I enjoy most of the teams. I've moved right. beyond wanting teams to lose yeah. per se for the most you're, part.
1: You're basically like Buddha. You're the enlightened <laughs> football player. But you're
0: beyond winning and losing. I appreciate good football, and both those teams bring out the best football possible. So, okay.
1: And something weird that I noticed yesterday, I wanted to ask you about. I noticed that the Panthers were wearing a different color jersey to last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's with that? So most just, teams like have, is it
0: based on their mood? No, no. Most teams have home and away jerseys. A home that, and away. Yeah, they, Do they really have any neighbours' jerseys. <laughs> they wear jerseys that uh, signify that they're playing at Their home. Their favourite TV show. And the jerseys that signify that they're away. I was actually saying to my friend yesterday, they've really ran. With oh, the, home, the, home and away. Yes, home it, stadium and away stadium. But yeah. they've really ran with this whole pink thing. They've really embraced it, which uh, almost looks like it's some sort of promotion. But anyway, for LGBT. No, no, no. For, for breast cancer. cancer, strawberry milk Hard. and breast cancer. Sure. <laughs>
1: um, I've been asked. To, to ask you, your thoughts on the Luai situation. Mm, well, this is a good question. Did I, did I say that right? He says, yeah, in did. my notes, Luai. Yes. Not actually. that I have notes. I love when ask me
0: questions about rugby league. I think he is... Something just turned on. I might have just accidentally turned on your fan. So I, I think Jerome Luai is a really, really good football player. Uh, and the, con- the question at the moment is whether he should be chosen for State of Origin, which is like Ooh. the kingdom of being the best players. They get chosen yeah. to verse each other. State
1: of Origin, that's... Uh... A coffee bean?
0: <laughs> State of Origin is uh, like a highly competitive rugby league match between New South Wales and Queensland. The best of the best uh, get chosen. Oh yeah,
1: not the ones with the maroons and the Blues. They get, cho-
0: <laughs> they get chosen, broken, elevated and given to the world. Okay, fair enough. Their bodies are used as instruments of entertainment.
1: Didn't that Lebanese guy play in that once? What was his name? Uh, Rabbi Farah?
0: He did. He captained that in New South Wales oh, once a time. Which is a very proud <laughs> moment for me. Didn't he also captain the Lebanese team in the World Cup? He did, he did, but he's clearly the most qualified at that point, but not anymore. He's moved on. He's retired. What does he do now? Is a concreter? (laughs) He's actually, he's actually assisting the coaching staff at West Tigers. So he's not in construction. No, I mean not not that I'm aware of, but I mean statistically, there's a strong chance. All
1: right. So, well, I mean, is there anything else you want to discuss about the NRL?
0: Do you have any thoughts about Jerome Luai?
1: I have no idea what any of those words mean. (laughs) Then no, let's move on. All right. (laughs) So, uh. Roy, for anyone listening to this podcast, uh, they'll know that every week I choose a different photo of me and you. Mm. And I chose this week's thumbnail without consulting you. And I want you to recall, or tell me if you recall the story of what it was about. Let me just put it on the screen for you. Uh, where did it go? Oh, there it is. So can you recall this picture? Tiba Cafe,
0: fresh seafood, special grilled jamboree and beach. Absolutely, I do. Would you like to share the story or myself? Maybe you can share the story. So, so can, do you remember the premise of why I did it? Uh, I think so. Tell me if I've missed out on it, but we were at a wonderful seafood. Uh, special grilled restaurant in, in Bali. Bali, in Indonesia. A very spiritual island. It's a very, very spiritual island. They, they break out into procession at any moment with no with no moment's notice. Yeah. Um, and this place where we're eating, which was outside on the sand yeah. uh, in front of the beach, we ate, we were really enjoying it. There seemed to be candles everywhere. There were yeah. Candles everywhere. There are shrines everywhere. This country is deeply spiritual and religious. Like I said, with no warning, they'll just stop all the traffic and start processing in the middle of the street which is uh, actually quite inspiring. But anyway, at some point, as we're leaving, you, you pick up the candle and you just start processing through the restaurant.
1: But for- not before sharing my premise. And my premise was that it's such a spiritual nation that if I stole the candle from the restaurant in the form of a procession, nobody would dare to question me. Because if they did, it would be like they're insulting my God. Yeah, yeah. So what I did was I took the candle from the back of the restaurant and slowly walked out <laughs> chanting Maronite hymns. And then you, I think... Crushed, put your hands in a prayer formation and followed me. And
0: followed you like an altar server. Yeah. And, and nobody
1: questioned what the no hell was No one said.
0: No one even asked you for the candle. No one. Everyone looked and looked away as if, oh, yeah. Nothing to like, saying, they, just they, don't a, they don't want a double look. <laughs> they
1: don't want to insult it's us. rude. Yeah. So that's the story of this week's thumbnail.
0: Well, once you left the candle outside, I actually grabbed it, took it back in the restaurant because yeah, I felt uh, bad for them. Yeah,
1: you, I offended you. <laughs> um but fair. That was quite the funny story. And I think my, my response to leaving it as outside was they ripped us off by not giving us enough prawns. So you wanted to... Get back at them.
0: Yeah, cause them a bit of discomfort. Yeah.
1: So, Roy, you don't have social media, which is a noble plight, if I may. Um, so you may miss out on several things throughout the week that we addicted hedonists may see. Um, so I took it upon myself to start a new segment this week called Sharing the News with Roy. Ah, this would be fun. Which is original. The first thing that I saw on the news this week. So there's a cartoon called Bluey, which is about a family of cartoon dogs. Mum dad, dog, dad, dog, son, dog. Have you seen that? No. Or that uh, cartoon, if I may. So during the show, on last week's episode, the dad dog stands on the scales in the bathroom and notices his belly has grown. To which he says, "Uh uh-oh. Then his son's like, what's up, dad? And he's like, oh, all good. I just need to do some exercise
0: you with me yes why do you feel that made the news this week seems irrelevant Um, why why I don't know do you feel there's anything wrong with it it was uh, so if I understood correctly he put on weight and would like to lose weight now that he's put on weight yeah so he put on weight and now he'd like
1: to lose weight in order to be healthy again interesting well, is it that he should be exercising regardless? No, absolutely not even remotely close. <laughs> then what? So there was an uproar because apparently the cartoon was fat shaming. Oh, no. And sending a bad message to young kids and apparently using exercise and as, a, as a
0: punishment for gaining weight. And that causes kids to hate themselves. What is happening to this world? That seems extremely v- victim- victimization-esque. It, it's absurd. Mm. Yeah, I think um, this is getting out of
1: hand To be honest It is getting out of, out of hand It's like Why is there such a glorification Of victimization mm. what? It's like If you're a victim of some sort You deserve a badge And you deserve to be On the podium of victimhood mm. Like mm. you are the number one victim this week Let's make this week all about you
0: Yeah uh, Actually on that note can, I just want to share another story Did you actually watch uh, Piers Morgan's recent interview With a few guys Regarding Sam Smith's Let's call it Attention-seeking behavior have you been following his, his kind of his public
1: life to my dismay yes I I wouldn't say I follow it but I see mm. um, for those viewers watching at home who don't know who Sam Smith is he was he was a talented singer who came off I think it was Australia American Idol or something like that. He had a good voice and then now he just uh, basically dresses as the devil
0: and makes grunts on stage yeah so Peace Morgan invited a few people I think it was only a few days ago. Peace Morgan being like a what would you call him like a journalist who has his own show and who loves to kind of have social commentary yeah. and unpack things. Um, so he brings on these two guys. They just they show clips of it, and I'm, I'm not in touch with the. I'm not a social commentator. I don't. That's I think that's your thing. Mm. But I, I realized in that uh, in those clips he was showing that Sam Smith was going out of his way at concerts to dress in provocative, um, you know, devil-like, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Think like Madonna forty years ago, yeah, right? Yeah. All that kind of stuff, and he was very very taken back by it. He thought it was, uh, like, uh, beyond attention-seeking. He thought it was unnecessary. Mm. And so he was just debating on the show and that whole thing. But anyway, the point is, I, I wanted to look beyond the noise. And I really really wanted to understand... Uh, what causes this? What causes What's the psychology behind it? And I can't help but feel that at the very, very bottom of this, it's that I feel like people around in society, especially those kind of people who go out of their way to to, to make a statement, they're so obsessively trying to control others to get them to accept them for who they are. Yeah. I think that just shows how insecure someone is. Yeah. If you really believe and are secure in who you are as a person, you wouldn't feel uncomfortable with the fact that some people might not like the way you dress or the, yeah. the way you act. So you think, if I'm if I'm understanding this right,
1: it's a form of protest yeah. against... Uh, to, to be honest, he, he may not know it, but probably against the church. Because... Basically, what he's going against, if he's dressing as the devil and grunting, he's going against goodness Mm. and, you know, an angel or God. And he would link and what he would probably be associating God or goodness with
0: is something that's against what he represents. Yeah. So it's a form of protest. perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it seems to be common around like, I think the way you act when you're by yourself is a very good indicator of who you are as a person. Yeah. Right. If you're alone, oh, there's no way in the world to do something like that. alone. No, he's right. not
1: dressing up in his lounge room as the devil, <laughs> walking around making devil noises and grunting, and, and his no. mum walks in and says, "Sammy, what do you want for lunch?" <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> "No, definitely not,
0: no. definitely not." But that says a lot. Like that, that lights helps, are on fire. <laughs> that helps you like put, put a like a really good view on your own. self, so your own actions, you, it's not the real. It's not the real you. I think everyone should really spend a bit of time alone to really know who the real you is. But. It it's just seems obsessive. It seems like everyone has this um, objective now to try and stop everyone from judging me. There's no such thing as a world without judgment. I, mm. I refuse to believe that. I think by virtue of you entering into any community and living in relation to everyone and anyone, you make yourself vulnerable enough to be judged and criticized. That's a normal part of life, I believe. Yeah. And
1: you mentioned earlier how you behave in public is your true self. I think in private. In private, sorry. Uh, I think someone who behaves the same publicly and in private is someone that we can say has integrity.
0: Mm, mm.
1: And I think that's how anyone with integrity should be defined. You know. Yeah. Mm. Um, but in this case, we don't want him to behave in private. <laughs> how he doesn't. No, that mean, would be just weird.
0: Yeah, I just I've noticed so many of these social people, the pop culture people, or whatever you want to call it. They always try to make a point. Um, that the, what they're doing is not attention-seeking. That they're just trying to be fun. That they're just trying to be this. But at the end of the day, he's trying to cause scandal. I think he's trying to cause a yeah. big reaction.
1: Be like, honest, I about agree that, I guess um, something I mentioned. We triggered my memory when we, were, we were, when we mentioned victimhood earlier. Mm. I mean, I just wanted to kind of, I guess, talk for a second about the the, con- the negative consequences of what, uh, like being a victim. Entails, and I don't mean being a victim in that you've been victimized. No, naturally, anyone who's experienced some sort of, sort of transgression against them deserves compassion. But I mean people who really take that victimhood and make it a part of their personality. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it it turns them into a person who is avoidant of accountability and responsibility, and it makes them very entitled. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a victim, and I deserve this, and I deserve this, mm-hmm. rather than building themselves up and solidifying who they are, rather than Uh, turning into a product of their experience yeah yeah so i think that that's what would be my problem with victimhood Mm. and you know if someone you know has been assaulted sexually or otherwise um obviously that's a terrible thing to happen but how you respond to that i think defines your future absolutely did did we talk about this last week i can't remember Uh, sometimes i get confused whether we discuss something on the podcast uh, or in person, so I apologize if we yeah we've, we've I mean, gone over.
0: Look out into the world, look out through the window, and you'll see that, of course, the free world—that's there—will always be victims. I mean, there will always be people mm. at the back end of or the receiving end of an injustice, of a transgression, of a wound, and it's traumatic. Absolutely,
1: yeah. our parents were victims yeah. of, of a broken country and yeah. a war. And I don't feel that they are victi- that they victimize themselves at all. They picked themselves up, they came to a new country, they worked, and they built a life for yeah. themselves.
0: Well, I think someone who dwells on an experience. I'm not talking about the drastic ones, but let's say the minor ones, where they dwell on an injustice that's caused on them for so long. I think that they might be having an under, underlying belief that the world is is should be free from that, or the the world is perfect, or that it shouldn't be like that. Mm. So again, we came back to the illusion. It's an illusion that if you accept, if you know that the world is broken, I think you'll be less taken back when things when broken people do broken things to you. Yeah, agreed. On a lighter note, though. Um, because it's gone very s- deep and very serious, very
1: fast. I mean, yeah, I, that was only the first point in sharing the news with Roy. But we oh, okay, like, no, no, continue, we, continue. All right, let, let me finish them and then we'll we'll pass it okay. back to you because yeah. I feel you have something you want to say. Um, so yeah, uh, the cartoon dog was my first news sharing the news with Roy. Um, so the second, so today, Roy, Beyonce, Donald Trump, and Pope Francis all lost something that they previously had. Weed. Do you know what it might be? I
0: have no idea
1: no clue can you guess what it might be that the three of those very different people lost that they might have previously had
0: like I saw something on the news about Twitter so is it something about Twitter
1: well yeah it it was they they actually all lost their blue ticks because Twitter now requires you a blue tick just authenticates that you're the person who you claim to be Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, yeah they didn't pay for it so they lost their tick really how much does it cost $8 a month
0: and, um, Which I can
1: confirm That the Taliban Paid
0: for last month. <laughs> well so But in their in the wisdom They didn't think Why don't we just Take this one For the Vatican Like it's the Universal Catholic well, Of over a billion people
1: Yeah you're, That's actually a funny point Because uh, um, Elon Musk was actually judged Because he actually paid For some people's blue ticks That, that he thought so That he thought funny. Needed them But basically Yeah Pope Francis No blue tick Taliban Blue tick <laughs> but later on, Twitter actually removed the Taliban's blue tick after some outrage by the West.
0: But I'm just stuck at the point that, couldn't they like, I mean, where's the hospitality? <laughs> I know, Twitter <laughs> should be more hospitality, hosp, hospitality. <laughs> more hospitable against uh, towards the leader of the church. Yeah, the, big, the biggest institution around.
1: in the world. So the last one before we move on from this segment that's taken 15 minutes, um, do you know what SpaceX is? SpaceX? Yeah. no. Basically, it's e- e- Elon Musk's rocket company and He's been uh, outsourcing to to NASA and he flies the ships up for him now. But they launched a rocket this morning and I was reading the news about it and I read this phrase about the rocket, the rocket and I want you to translate me in anti-media terms what it means. So the rocket experienced a rapid, unscheduled disassembly in air. <laughs> what do you think happened to the rocket? It broke. It blew up, <laughs> yeah. So how SpaceX sold it to ask the people, is that it didn't blow up. It experienced a rapid, unscheduled disassembly. <laughs>
0: oh, that's funny.
1: Um, and that can concludes our segment oh, Thank for you, sharing the news
0: with Roy. Thank you for sharing that, bro. Thank you for sharing that. So
1: what did you want to mention?
0: Um, well, I'll come back to that. I'll come back to that. So, remember how last week or the week before we asked some of our friends to put through some questions, questions? yeah, yeah. I, I have a few of those but yeah. so Maylis, our friend actually sent me a question last week which May-Liz I from
1: when, when was the... made from for so to make sure there. that there's no privacy yeah
0: <laughs> went to which part I went on for. Um, so she sent her a question a little bit off topic but I feel that this is our area where we really enjoy yeah having conversations about yeah yeah um, so basically her question was centered around, Love and Lust. And I read it out to you, which is, do you think that people or children of today know understand the difference between love and lust, especially mm. with such great influences from pop culture like shows, musics, music, shows, uh, lyrics, and uh, things like Love Island? Mm. Ah, Love Island. This is a very interesting question because it, we can talk a bit about the difference between love and lust and also you can tell me what Love Island is. Basically,
1: in short, Love Island not that I've watched it, I was more of a married at first um, sight fan, which is married equally as dis- yeah, sorry. Married at first glance, first sight. I think yeah. <laughs> uh, equally as disordered. But <laughs> Love Island, I'm pretty sure they put a shitload of people on an island and just see who ends up having sex with each other. Really? Um, that's the premise of the show. Jesus. I mean, they they say who ends up dating, but um, I mean, you know, ultimately that's what it's about. Yeah. But I guess with that question, Roy, we can perhaps start on the formal explanation. Uh, of what the difference is between love and lust.
0: Mm. Well, this mm. is this is I know this is one of your strengths, is your areas. you your not yeah, I, I, I am things, an isn't? expert in the, yeah,
1: love and the body, you know.
0: <laughs> in theology of the body. So, bro, so what do you what do you reckon? Look, like? well,
1: basically the you know, love is about giving, and lust is about taking, mm-hmm. and, and that's the difference, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the in the sexual, I guess sphere, if you're engaging with uh, let's say your wife or husband engaging in the sexual act, um, a loving experience would be to, you know, want to give for their pleasure and lust would be about what can I take from this person? So love seeks to give, lust seeks to take. Lu- mm. Lust Love seeks to take. It's about mm. what can I take? What can I derive from this experience for my pleasure? Mm. And uh, basically, in a nutshell, that's the difference between love and lust.
0: Mm. And I, I don't particularly think that that's, uh, being expressed enough in in the media around us not well, in the it, music not, in the not at all
1: expressed in yeah. fact it's all about uh, l- lust is a word that is actually used uh, in marketing a lot to sell you know they say sex sells but the word lust in particular is used you know mm-hmm. like lusty lingerie uh, I saw a chocolate that was lusty once which on the surface really confused me because I don't know who's engaging in sexual acts with chocolate but I guess they just mean that it was about something about taking pleasure for yourself. Yeah. So
0: yeah. the the definition stands. And to be honest, like the 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 beautiful thing about our faith, uh, particularly our Catholic faith, but I'd say there are other religions that do the same thing. Is that they they really look to the end of what you're what you're looking at. So with lust, it makes the person into an object for mm. your, your pleasure, right? Mm. So our Catholic faith is always against making people objects. I I think that is so profound. Like I know I just said that so casually, but it's so profound that every time in all our relations and all our dealings with life and with people, we are called not to make things or people into objects to be used, right? Especially people. Like you you want to get to know them for who they are and to appreciate them, which is a different kind of experience to someone as opposed to just using them for their pleasure. Which is basically what animals do. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... Yeah, because we were discussing this earlier.
1: What ultimately is the difference between a human
0: and an animal? Mm. What, what, what do you think? Well, I mean, I've taught this a few times to you sevens and you eights, but look, ultimately, I'd say the biggest thing is that a, a human is consciously and freely able to make himself, to offer himself up as a complete gift to the other person, which means he can freely choose against his desires. Yeah. To eat, to sleep. Only humans, like have the capacity to understand fully what they're doing when they wake up at night to to stop their baby from crying three times. Yeah. Wow. Right. They have this, like uh, it's a free choice to give myself over to someone else, even onto the point of death.
1: Yeah. Whereas an animal does what is instinctual and what is trained of them.
0: Yeah, that's right. And and not to say that there is, there's certain aspects of sacrifice in animals, but the most important thing is that I don't think it's a free decision that they make. It's instinctual. It's it's a desire. We, we, Mm. We have the capacity not to, and then yet we still do. So that's, mm. uh, it's like free will, basically. So uh, what was the question again, to make sure we've covered it? So Melis wanted to know, um, and it's such a question for all of us, in, like, is that do we know the difference? Do we think people know the difference today no. between love and lust? I would argue
1: absolutely not. No, no, they don't, they don't know the difference. And if you want to share with someone the difference, just hold on to that phrase. Love
0: seeks to give and lust seeks to take. And and to be honest, it's even if you even if you study this and come to know it intellectually, the amount of times I spot it in myself where I feel that in this dynamic here, in this particular relationship or in this friendship, or whatever it might be, that I'm taking more than I'm giving. Yeah. Right. So just because we know it intellectually, it doesn't really exactly. mean anything. It's, yeah. still, it's still a journey to learn how to do it um, from the heart, I guess. Yeah. Um, because ultimately, all humans are selfish. You
1: know, mm-hmm. uh, I I've yet to meet someone who's not selfish, but. The ones who we call selfless are the, aren't the ones who don't have selfish instincts. It's the ones that go beyond those instincts to serve and love despite what they may want. Yeah. And ultimately, that's what selfishness is. It's an act of the will. It's not something that's natural. Or at least I believe. I think, but like, like all habits in time, it turns into a virtue if you practice that enough. Yeah. Uh, we have, we, I, I have one of my questions from my viewers. Um, Well, our view is different. Well, I guess (laughs) (laughs) we have separate viewers. They come here for separate purposes. But um, he wanted to remain anonymous for some reason. But probably because he's ashamed. What would you say is one of the biggest issues in society today? Mm. I was actually dwelling on this, Roy. That's a good question. Yeah. I was dwelling on this when I was reading the news today. And I'll give you my answer. To me, the biggest issue plaguing society is the delusion... And I will call it a delusion that if something is your choice or a choice, then it should be okay to do it without judgment and revelation. Oh, sorry, uh, reservation. And what I mean by that is you look around the world today and we hear a lot of things like, oh, if it's her choice, then it's fine. If it's his choice to do that, then it's fine. When the hell did choice become what determines morality? It's as if if it's a choice, then it's moral. That's it. There's nothing and, about and it.
0: Everyone just stay away and not
1: interfere. Exactly. Mm. Only because, by virtue of it being a choice. <laughs> it's like, is that a good thing to do? Well, yeah, it's a choice. <laughs> but being a choice is what makes it good. For um, some examples off the top of my head. Uh, abortion. My body, my choice. As if, if it's, because it's your choice. you can. It makes it okay. Uh, being fat. It's her choice to be fat. But it's unhealthy for her and it's bad for her family who may lose her early to cholesterol and diabetes. Just because it's a choice doesn't make it a good thing. I saw in the news today a lady with hairy underarms. Yeah, it's your choice to do that and you can do that. I'm not saying it's a bad thing but you have to live with the ramifications mm. and that maybe that men find it repulsive. <laughs> so
0: I feel... Firstly do you have anything to say for that before i continue I, my? Uh, yeah no we've spoken about this before I, I, I agree with what you're saying it's like it's like a, a, an obsessive idealization of and the protection of your own autonomy right like it, but it's but too much It's to the point where it's it's impacting you from making the right decisions you'll be so distra- not not you we humans are so distracted so so distracted with making sure that no one is impeding on my autonomy that it, if, it, it keeps me from focusing on the wrong thing and making the wrong decisions. Yeah. That that for me is, uh, I think, where they're, they're putting too much energy into that. And yes. it's, 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 it's get, they're getting it wrong, I'm sorry, but- It misses the point. What happened with this whole abortion thing recently in the last few days? So
1: in Canberra, basically, free abortions are now allowed. So if you want to kill your unborn child, and you don't want to be out of pocket, uh, you can go to Canberra and have your child killed. That is so sad. Um, and that's why I'll be cheating on my taxes going forward
0: <laughs> I don't know if you should make that public No,
1: but you know what? Even if the government hears me uh, I'll, I'll happily tell them I won't be paying for yeah. taxpayer. For it's very taxes.
0: unfair And to be honest It's the, a quote that I have here somewhere Which is I don't know where it's, it's a common saying But basically I feel like with that whole abortion thing It's like
1: out of sight, out of mind Yeah, exactly Which is why they use euphemisms mm. Like abortion Abortion is a use The word abortion is a euphemism Define euphemism again. Euphemism is a word you use to make something sound less aggressive or harsh than it really is. Uh, ultimately, an abortion is the ending of a baby's life. Yeah, right. An unborn okay. baby's life. Yeah, <laughs> Like a mission. Yeah, exactly. A mission. But uh, back to the whole choice thing. I feel society misses the entire biblical reality of why we have choice. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah.
0: yeah well. Wow, that's a very deep topic. Tell us, man. Thank you. Uh,
1: it, it's actually absolutely... Not so we can do what we want. The point, the the reason God gave us choice is not so that we can do what we want. That was not the point of it at all. Why? So I guess the question here is, why did God give us free will or free choice, Mm. if you will? Mm. Actually, before I answer that, we have to ask, why did God create us? Mm. And before we answer that, we have to ask, (laughs) what is God? I'm I'm getting a bit Jordan Peterson. You're going down down the rabbit hole. Actually, before we even answer that, we have to ask, (laughs) what is the essence of God? Very quickly, what is the essence of God? revealed by jesus love right but um and we know that god is love as revealed by christ but if god has to be love then love cannot exist on its own right love is a relationship between many people Mm. so if god is love then god has to be more than one person which is why god jesus revealed god to us as a trinity um so in the trinity father son holy holy spirit it's a relationship of love we have the father who's the lover The Son, who's the Beloved, and the Holy Spirit, which is the love between them. And the way that we say the world was created is that there was such a surplus of love in that relationship that it overflowed, and that's where we came from. Mm -hmm. So I guess the question to you, Roy, which I hope you can answer, is why did God create man out of the surplus of his love?
0: So I believe, coming from the Catechism, it's something like man is created to share... In the good, God, out of His sheer goodness, was created to share in the life and holiness and blessedness of God, to be yeah. in relationship with Him, to serve Him, and yeah. to love Him. Yeah, to know, serve, and love. Yeah. So, this is this is basically all
1: that talking was to work up to the answer: mm. Why were we given choice? Mm. Um, why didn't God just create us in a way that forces us to love Him? Why
0: didn't He say, "I've created man; you will all love me now"? Yeah. To be honest, this is probably one of the deepest questions of our faith. Mm. It's something I always reflect on. Mm. Um, in my own life, I, I, I see the times where someone might be sick or suffering and I, I come to think, was, this, was freedom really worth it? Yeah. Was it better to just be made as a robot so that we don't lose people to death and sickness and whatever? Yeah, yeah. um, look, as far as I'm aware, and I think it is a progression of learning, I don't think there's one concrete answer. I think as time unfolds, um, we learn. But But ultimately, the free will... Or um, the freedom of choice is is th- it's in that that we show our love. It is because it's only in the ability to, to say no, to not love, to not yeah, love, that we that can, we can, we can, can move towards God and say yes. And it's done freely because that is what the Trinity loves each other freely. Yeah, and because we're made in that image and in that likeness, we we are called to love in that same capacity, which is freely, which is done because you appreciate someone. It has nothing to do with what they give you.
1: Yeah, so just an analogy, if, if anyone's confused, it's like if I found a girl on the street who I thought was pretty and I said, hey, you will come into my home and love me. And she's mm-hmm. like, no. And I'm like, yes, you will. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed her by the neck and I forced her to love me. Is that true love? No.
0: And that's why God didn't force us. And on, on a less dramatic example would be like forcing, like forcing your friend to send you a birthday message uh, or yeah. forcing to Yeah, visit I've, ne- you. I've never done that before. <laughs> <laughs> for- forcing someone to, to, to befriend you or to do things like that though they might live up to it, you and your heart know that there's something missing. That it's not They're not doing it freely. They're not doing it because there's a deep appreciation for you.
1: Yeah, mm. exactly. So in conclusion, to wrap all that up, just because something is a choice, it doesn't mean you can choose the bad option. Mm. In fact, because you were given the choice, you should choose love every time. Mm. And choosing love means choosing not to abort. Choosing love cho- means choosing to be healthy for your loved ones. Etc. Etc. Mm. So next time you hear someone saying eh, it's their choice, you're saying yeah, and because it's their choice, they have the responsibility to choose love mm. or to choose what is good. I remember. I think we should wrap it up, which is a metaphor for finishing. Yes. Um, I wanted to share a funny Jordan Peterson explanation that I heard <laughs> on the news. I think or on Facebook or something <laughs> the other day. Yeah. Uh, jordan peterson is was talking about using the lord's name god's name in vain and i thought oh that's interesting i wonder what he think that thinks that means and he said do not take the lord's name in vain basically means do not take to yourself what is religious to justify your own tyrannical pre-presuppositions. That that is absolutely jordan peterson. Yes, i have no freaking clue what it means <laughs> so with that who's playing tonight on Ooh. thursday because you're actually leaving my house to hang out with your friends it is but today's friday we oh. um
0: Today's Broncos, Brisbane Broncos versus Parramatta Eels.
1: Ah, the Parramatta Eels. Yeah. Haven't won again since 79.
0: <laughs> won a premiership. Yeah, I don't know what year, actually.
1: Okay. Oh,
0: well. You're doing really well, but I appreciate that.
1: Well, I, I'm happy that the, the viewers are on this journey of self-discovery for me. Mm, mm. Um, and by self-discovery, I mean discovery of my suburb, Belmore, yeah. <laughs> where I am one with the
0: bulldogs. <laughs> Guys, thank you for listening. I, uh, I wanted to ask Nathan to share the story about his injury this week, but I think we'll leave that for next week. But then, I would have been healed. But you will be healed by next week. Are you suggesting you'd like to share the story now? Yellow, yeah, I'll say it. <laughs>
1: so the other day, it was uh, Sunday, 11.30pm, and I was riding to... St. Michael's Church, which is uh, from, from the next street from me. And I was riding a little scooter I stole from the station, one of those little kid razor ones with the small wheels. Mm-hmm. And I was riding it really fast and it was dark. Hit a ledge, flew over the scooter, dislocated my shoulder, and bruised a few ribs. And grazed your elbows. And, and grazed my elbows. Mm. Um, so if you would like to send me flowers or chocolates or take me to a Chinese dinner, <laughs> a
0: succulent Chinese meal if I may, then that would be... Um welcome. Yeah, we're wishing him a speedy recovery and who knows if that was karma or God's way of justice for uh for the stolen scooter. All I know is that I will never go to St. Michael's again. <laughs> <speaks> <laughs>